Welcome to the StoryCraft Cafe. Come in, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, and get ready to join the storytelling conversation. StoryCraft Cafe is brought to you by Dabble, the ultimate cloud-based fiction writing software. Here we're going to bring together storytellers from all walks to encourage and empower you to craft your best story. Happy Tuesday. So glad you could join us today in the StoryCraft Cafe. We have a fantastic interview, as always, for you with T.A. Wilberg talking about historical crime and all this good stuff. You're going to love this show. I sure had a great time um, talking with Tess. And be sure to join us over at StoryCraft.cafe where you can be uh, alerted to upcoming live interviews. We do them first over on YouTube where you can join in on the conversation. Pitch a question to our guest. You know, offer some comments and, you know, join in the fun. Also, find your writing tribe over at storycraft.cafe. It's a social media platform just for writers. Just, you know, so if you ever are on Facebook or Twitter or something and you feel like, you know, you can't say the things that you want to say because people will, you know, think you're weird or, you know, the stuff that writers go through, you don't have to worry about that here. We are for writers by writers. You'll love it. Storycraft.cafe. Hang on, we'll uh, join our conversation with T.A. Wilberg in process. Be sure to join us uh, for live interviews this week. Go over to storycraft.cafe and see what's coming up. Now on to our show. And we are live. Thanks for joining us today uh, for another great author conversation ta wilberg is here to talk about her brand new book marion lane and the raven's revenge the third book in the awesome marion lane uh series i love this series we chatted a couple of years ago when book one came out and i've been so excited to talk with you again uh tess welcome to the show oh thanks for having me back <laughs> it's yeah. great to be here so the new book came out a couple of days ago um I remember when we talked uh, a couple of years ago when book one came out and it was such a surreal experience, you know, that how this character and that first book came along now that we have the third book in the series. Um, how, how does it feel and how is, how is Marion kind of sitting with you these days? Yes. Well, what a journey. I mean, so that first book came out in 2020, the end of 2020, mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I had started writing in 2017, I think. Um, and I always knew, I think I said this to you last time, that it was going to be a, a trilogy. Um, so that was, you know, like I hadn't really plotted a, the trilogy out, but I, I kind of basically knew uh, what was going to happen and that it would be with Marion for three books, hopefully if, if three are published. Um, or at least I wanted to write three. I didn't know if three would be published. Um, and yeah, I, like I feel now, I know all those characters so well, they feel real to me, like, like yeah. real people, um, and, which is a crazy 
uh, I'm sure all authors can relate to that, that it just feels like you, they're, they're friends, you know. Um, and Mary in particular, um, Bill, Frank, um, yeah. And it's just been, actually, this is technically the last book, at least this is what we're saying for now. And so it was really sad writing the last chapter of this book. I was, <laughs> was sort of bereavement. Um, but yeah, what an experience. I mean, it's literally changed my life. Um, before before this, I was not a writer. Before Marion Lane, I was not a writer. I'd never tried to write anything other than like essays and whatever, creative essays. Um, I'd never considered being a writer. I think I, we, we had this conversation as well last time. And, yeah. um, I, I know it's, it's such a weird thing um, because all the writers I hear talking about writing say they've, you know, they'd wanted to be a writer their whole life and dreamed of it. And, and for me, it had never been, um, I'm a chiropractor by trade. <laughs> I studied seven years for that. I have a master's degree in, in spinal deformities. I mean, <laughs> naturally I would become a writer. And um, yeah, I just, one day um, I picked, I'd moved from South Africa where I was born to Malta, which is a tiny little country below Sicily. And I, we were living there. I was living there with my boyfriend. And um, I just uh, literally one day when I had too much free time, um, I opened my laptop and I, I had this idea of a detective um, and a, in a detective agency. And I was like, oh, I'd love to read a book like that because I'd always been a, a big mystery reader. Yeah. And, um, and, that, and then I just was like, oh, well, you know, instead of reading a book like that, maybe let me try just write. <laughs> that was literally the thought process. And I started writing. And as soon as I, um, I typed the first word, I was I was hooked on, on just being a writer and like writing this particular story. Um, and as I say, it changed my life. I, now I'm a full-time writer. I've written uh, these three books plus uh, another one that will be coming out next year. And, and I'm halfway through my, my fifth book. So... It's been quite an experience. Marion has changed my life. <laughs> yeah, that is so wonderful. I, I remember us talking last time um, about your love of fantasy and mm. also mysteries and how they're such an uh, an interesting um, mix that that on the surface you would think, well, what do what do mysteries with a little magical realism? What do they really have to do with each other? And then you get into the world of Marion. And it's it's a completely natural um, merging of these two um, genres that just works absolutely perfectly. Um, as you've gotten into the series and really built out the characters in the world, does that still feel like a, a natural pairing to you? It does to me because those are my two favorite genres and i i was always just like i can't i can't believe like anyone would not would not agree <laughs> like fantasy and, and mystery go so well together and i i feel like um yeah i mean probably the my favorite part of writing the marion books um was the gadgetry side of things so if if you've read the books before anyone who's listening um there's this uh, in this detective agency um, this underground super secret detective agency in London, late 1950s. There's um, a particular part of the agency that makes special spy gadgets, and um, uh, those gadgets are not quite. They like they are based um, in reality. So every gadget actually has like a, 
a real life um, gadget that I base it on from sort of Cold War era era. Um, but they're they're also just a little bit magical. I've added, as you said, like magical realism. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the, the the most fun. Like when I started writing the the books and I was trying to come up with gadgets, I tried to make them all real, like as I said, like super, super scientific, real things. And it just didn't feel right. I, I was like, there's something missing. Um, and the, and that's where the whole like magical realism side of the thing came in. And obviously the agency itself, which is underground and a little bit unrealistic in that sense, also has a little bit of magical realism. And so, yeah, I, I love those two. And I think, um, I think they mesh so well together. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> The, the gadgets are one of my favorite things uh, about these stories. And it's so fun that the series is set, you know, 60, 70 years ago, um, because if it were set in modern times, there, there are so many mysteries that just wouldn't stand up if they were set in the modern era, because so many things happen where you could just pick up a, a cell phone or text someone and, you know, story's over, you know, that but th there's something really grand about setting things back before modern technology, but then also kind of playing with, with what would come to be. Um, and that's what, one of the things I love so much about these gadgets so when you start thinking about a new book or, uh, or you know, just thinking about the world, how do you come up with the gadgets? And do you do you start thinking of a a certain uh, problem that that a particular gadget would mesh nicely with? Or do you just dream up like uh, this off the wall thing and then find out a way to use it in the world? Yes, I think I'm trying to remember now, bear in mind that the the this book this latest one i wrote in 2021 right <laughs> so but yeah, the publishing world is i'm trying to remember like what exactly were, i think um i did always i was i was trying to think okay, what would a group of detectives need to make their life easier and then i would google and do like a whole bunch of research on whether anything like what i thought up originally existed and then from there, I would um, embellish the gadgets. So I'm trying to think of an example, like um, the tracking stone, the Vega compass in Marion Lane. So it's a little compass um, that's paired with a little, like almost like a chip that you can put on someone's shoe or whatever, and, and then you can track them. And that, I mean, that's not really um, too outlandish because in uh, KGB times there there was something called a shoe transmitter which right. um, they would they would fit and I'm sure all um, spy fanatics will know this <laughs> they they fitted in the heel of, of a shoe and it had like a little microphone and and so um, agents could hear what that target was saying and so on um, so yeah I would use uh, real life stuff and as I said just add my own like magical elements for convenience for you know for plot for plot reasons but also for fun because i'm like a super gadget freak <laughs> i love that stuff <laughs> the 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 world building uh had to be so much fun in this the the subterranean um yeah. 
it's a whole new world. And, and, you know, that that's one of the, uh, I can see that kind of taps your love of fantasy was this kind of, um, you know, place where you get to, to do all, all this world building. What, what kind of things went through your mind when you started kind of working through where this was going to be set and how that would affect the stories? Yes. Oh, that was, that was, it was so fun. And I spent so long kind of coming up with all the rules um, of, of the agency and how everything worked and all the departments. And um, there's so much that I obviously couldn't put in, in the books. Otherwise it would have been really boring, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did, I decided on London um, just kind of like automatically really, because I love London and I, I have been there a lot of time my brother lives there and um i know they have uh, a ton of underground um like labyrinths really and like tunnels and all sorts of from way back when um and also where i was living at the time when i wrote the book malta this um is this little mediterranean island um and they have an incredible underground um world like it's it's unbelievable it's from um the 1300s but it's been used it was used in um world war ii as well so it's like it's been around for ages and you can do do tours under the um underground and and see they've got this whole system it's just incredible i, I can't get into explaining it now i'll be here forever but um that was a huge inspiration and then as i say the real life london underground world um and then from there, it was just like, yeah, the departments, like what kind of departments would a detective agency need? Like who would work there? Um, what are the kind of like secret passageways that maybe some of the employees don't even know about? That was all just fun, really. Um, I could have written like a whole book just on on the layout of the agency. <laughs> Um, when, when we talked last book one was out, um, we didn't get a chance to chat last year when book two came out, but now book three is out. You, you said that originally you really hoped that this would be a trilogy. Um, you know, w when it's a, a brand new series with a brand new book from a brand new author, you know, you, you never know exactly what next year might hold. Um, so when you finished and published book one, as opposed to book two uh, last year, did you did you have a different mindset when you were finishing those books? Like uh, a lot of times, you know, with a book one, you hope to uh, you know spin that into a series, but but maybe not. You never know how things are going to be received. So was there a, a? I guess what I'm asking is, was there a different? Um, uh, requirement in your mind to you know have book one be able to completely stand alone if it had to as opposed to maybe book two that you kind of know is going to be the middle part of a series um were there different things in mind about how that that book would end and how it would set up the final chapter in the trilogy does that make sense at all yeah yeah um I always, I th it's, I guess it's easy for me to say now, but I feel like I always would have, like I had to write three books, even if no one was going to publish them because right. 
it was just like this, the story was in my head and the characters were in my, and I, and once i started not even finished writing the first book i was like well i, ha I have to carry on like somebody is gonna have to publish this book <laughs> i wasn't gonna self-publish it because um uh, yeah i just had that story you know that like eating me up from the inside so i really had to write three books and it so actually no the, the feeling wasn't any different from the first and the second book um i did uh sell a two book deal in the beginning so that was okay. you know and then the the after the second book you while well, i was like writing the second book when i sold the third one um under contract so yeah, there wasn't really a period that I felt like it wouldn't be a trilogy, except right in the beginning when I wasn't even sure if the first one would get published. But I've always just been like, I didn't even let that get into my head. I was like, I'm writing three books. <laughs> and I'm going to either put them on Amazon or like something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that was my mindset. I love it. Um, you said that, that you're a full-time author now. Um, are, were you surprised when, you know, kind of, you, you know, life had brought you into this interesting circumstance where nothing had worked out the way you thought it was? I'll start writing a book, and, and now your path is, I, I would think, completely different than you thought it would be, you know, in 2017, 2016, you know, whenever all, all of that happened. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the world of happy accidents is, is an interesting one, isn't it? It's incredible. I, I still think about it and I'm like, uh, how am I a writer? This is so bizarre. Like nobody, <laughs> when, when I, when I first told, so yeah, I think it was like five months of writing, um, the first Mary Lane book before I even told anyone what i was doing i don't know what they thought i was doing on my laptop but i didn't tell, tell anyone i was writing and then when i um only when i had was actually looking for an agent did i tell like my parents and my my close friends and i was like i'm maybe maybe one day i'll be an author <laughs> and um they were like what what are you talking about you're like, you're a character. This is ridiculous and they're like are you writing a book on like spinal deformity i'm like no it's a detective sector fiction um yeah so like no but no one could have been more surprised than me it was it was bizarre and i still think i'm still like i'm a writer that's that's crazy but it feels like the most natural um thing in the world when i think back to like my whole childhood how much i love reading and and how i'm i'm very introverted so i don't mind spending tons of time alone and uh it's like suits my personality down to a t but yet i'd never considered it as a career which is just so strange so strange um so it feels right but it also feels just like it, it was like a godsend really it was, yeah and i'm so happy i'm a full-time writer now i couldn't imagine doing anything else i love it um, when you start thinking of a new mystery for each of these uh, books in the series to kind of center around, um, what sorts of things do you think of and, and how do you start thinking of kind of what the plot device is going to be for this particular book? Yeah, I'm I'm very much a, a not I'm not a plotter, um, which 
might surprise people because I write complicated plots. But um, I'll start out with I, I like to have the inciting incident in my in my head that that just gets me going. So, um, uh, for example, with the Raven's Revenge, you know, and and the Deadly Rose actually the second book. Um, the the first chapter is not um, I'm Marion Lane. So, uh, the I don't want to say I don't say too much. I always say too much. But <laughs> anyway, it's, it, the first chapters are um, the inciting incident, and they're a different character, and it's sort of a different setting. And um, often, if I can just sit down and write, like even the first paragraph of the first chapter of a book. Um, that will get me going on on the rest of the plot, and 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 I often don't even know anything about the rest of the plot when I start. So it's kind of a weird process. And then once I've started that first chapter, um, I'll then I'll start to plot a little bit um, and and kind of just. But nothing is based on um, a formula for me. It's all just instinct. I go on like this feels right. This chapter needs to be. A more like a slow chapter this one needs to be fast-paced this character needs to act in this way like I, I try not to be too um yeah I try to just listen to my instincts because it kind of has worked for me so far and I'm scared to change up my, <laughs> my way of doing things because <laughs> I might get because um honestly I've never had writer's block never even for one day I'll, I'll obviously have times when I um, am struggling with a certain plot issue sure. um, but it won't be that like I can't sit down and write anything like yeah, I'll just skip a, skip ahead and write some you know the, the next part of the story but I won't know how that those two dots connect or whatever but I've never had touch wood um, writer's block and I think that's because I don't I don't get hung up on like rules and and you can't do this and you can't do that and you have to like this has to be the point where you um you know, plot point two or whatever, 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 I just write. And and it means that I my editing process is a disaster for me because then obviously I have to rewrite tons of stuff because it doesn't make sense. But as I say, it's kind of worked for me, so I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> do, do, do you find that that helps that when you're kind of not sure what happens next to just skip forward, start mm. writing, does – does it often reveal uh, that does the problem solve itself when you start writing and you, you start thinking, well, well now I'm here. So this obviously had to happen there to, so that this could happen. Is it sort of like that, that, yeah, that yeah. problems unravel themselves? Always. I would say like every time, because I, uh, yeah, I think book one, although it's a bit hazy for me now, because it was a long time ago, but that one was, difficult because obviously it was the first book I'd ever written and I, I, I remember having a lot of plot issues there but since then um, yes uh, if, I've, if I've got a problem either I'll go for like a walk or something that if it's not that big of a problem I can just like go for a, a walk or, or do something mundane like ironing or you know like <laughs> cleaning the cleaning yeah. the bathroom or something and that that will because I feel like if you're sitting there trying to figure something out like trying 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 that's the worst thing you can do right um, i don't know for me anyway it, then then i'll be like completely blank i'll have no idea what needs to happen but if i can take my mind off it either by 
doing something else or as you say by skipping skipping ahead to the next scene that I know needs to to come after that um almost I would say 99% of the time I'll then it'll just be like, oh yeah, it's so obvious. Because often it is. It's like such an easy and you're overcomplicating and making yourself crazy, but it's really such a simple answer. Um, and you just need to step back. Um, like you, I'm not a great plotter um up front. And um I, I like to kind of hold the story in my head and and see where things might go sometimes. Um I have a, a friend Josh Hayes, who is a uh, meticulous plotter, and he told me one time, he said, everyone is a plotter. It just matters if you plot ahead of time or yes. during the editing process. And, you know, when you described your editing process a minute ago, it seems like that you're like me, that sometimes you end up with a, a bit of a jumbled mess, but all the pieces are there. Now I've just got to figure out how the puzzle fits together. Can could you just kind of describe what your editing process is like? That's so true. Yeah, what your friend said. Um, absolutely. Because I do, when I think about it, like what I mean when I say I'm not a plotter, as you say, I don't, I don't plot before the book right. I'm about writing because that's impossible for me. I cannot come up with anything. I'm like, this is, this. Um, I've got no ideas. <laughs> then as soon as I put myself in a scene um, and in, in the head of a character, it all comes more naturally. and But the editing process for me, um, I love editing. I actually think I like editing more than drafting, um, especially like the smaller line edit stuff. But um, yes, I will, if I'm editing on my own, so before my editor has looked at it or my agent, um, <clears throat> I try and take the first thing, the most important thing is to take a break from from the manuscript i'm sure you agree <laughs> you like you cannot go straight from from writing a first draft and into an right icon. yeah so i'll take a break um i usually can't take longer than a week but the longer the better i think and then um i will not read it through and I, I never do that because I, then i will stop halfway and start editing as i go so i start from chapter one and I'll write down like what is happening in this chapter um, what did it, what do I want to reveal what is obvious to the reader I like I'll literally make notes like that um, and then I will get on to the next chapter I'll do the same thing um, and probably get if not so I don't go the whole way through I'll go maybe five chapters in and then look at my notes and then start start working on on obvious things that have come up um it's very haphazard and i would not suggest this method <laughs> for anyone else but as i said it kind of works for me so yeah i'm making notes as i go and particularly things that as i say are like are obvious to the reader as i as i'm reading through i'll be like this character is obviously the bad guy and I didn't want that to be so obvious you know like stuff like that I'll just write stupid notes to myself and then um and then yeah I so I'll go like piece by piece maybe a third of the book edited go down to the next third blah blah, blah. and then that's be the first editing phase and then later on when 
not such big changes need to happen, then I'll do like the whole book in one go. Um, but it also depends on the book. I've done different stuff for different books, like different editing strategies. I don't know. I'd be the worst writing coach. <laughs> you said earlier that you usually have the inciting incident in mind when you start. Do you ever have the resolution uh, in mind when you start, or does that reveal itself as the story unfolds? Um, I'll have, yes, I do. I, I almost always have a resolution, but it, it always changes. So I will have like, you know, I need, I need to know like the basic theme of the story and basically what's happening, what is sort of what the story is about. And therefore you have to know the ending, but I don't think I've, written a book yet that the ending has stayed um <laughs> what i what i what i usually do is i'll 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 think of a really basic story like very basic that sort of that would be incredibly boring and i'll start writing it as that story and as i go on i'll add in um subplots and twists and and then of course the ending will change um, or, a uh, you know, a character will be one thing in one draft and then actually be, you know, the villain in the next draft. So that's kind of how it works. So but I'm, I'm starting basic and then I add on layers. And I find that it's easier for my brain to kind of get everything in order. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, I've had one story that I wrote where I had the last line of the story in mind from the very beginning. And wow. then the whole thing was me writing toward that. And I have tried to duplicate that so many times <laughs> and I just can't, it was just a, you know, it was a moment of magic where I just yeah. had that. And, and it was very clear where I was going and never again. So. And you stuck with it. Was that the, was that the line? Yes, that, that was, that was wow. absolutely the last line of the book. And it was, it was amazing and I loved it. And it was a magical experience and never again. That's genius. Yeah. I, that's, I could never do that. Yeah, so, <laughs> I have yeah. done, I have had like opening lines that I think I've kept yeah. more or less. and, and opening even like, yeah, opening like paragraphs because I love I love a first chapter. That's always my my favorite. I know, and it's so uh, it's so I don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy, but it's so easy to write first chapters because they're so much fun. They're where all of the mystery and intrigue of a new character in a new world, you know, come about, and there's so much excitement, and then you get past that and that kind of muddy <laughs> middle and you know nobody yeah. likes that yeah it's just like oh this is too hot yeah um you said earlier that that you have written a fourth book and now working on a fifth book um i am very sad to hear that the marion lane series is finished at least for now with a trilogy will you ever return uh to marion oh yeah i mean i'm always tempted to um but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to give it a break um, and we'll see what happens. I love those characters, though, so it's it's hard to, to say I'll never go back. Yeah. So what else are you working on? Where where do you go from from Marion Lane? What, what are your next projects? Can you tell us anything about it? Um, I can tell you maybe a little bit. So, yeah, I've, of course, changed completely, turned everything around, as I usually do. 
So I'm not, I'm, my next book is, um, is not a treatise on spinal health. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's, uh, it's a contemporary, um, what can I say about it yet? I, I have sold it to a publisher. It'll probably be out next year. Um, but it's, I can, I think I can say that it's a heist, it's a heist novel. So it's about a, a crazy jewelry heist. Um, and I love heist novels. Yes, I, well, it was so fun to write, but it's contemporary, so it's set in modern times, and it's um, about two best friends that are con artists, and they're, yeah, that's what I'm going to say, and there's a heist involved. Um, and it was so fun to write. I wrote it, I wrote it uh, last year, and uh, the f first draft I wrote it in three months, and the whole thing was finished in, like, seven months, I think, um, with edits and everything done. Wow. So it was like, so it was just like blah, blah, blah. it was just came out so quick and i i found it like compared to marion lane where there was you know this whole world um that i had to create and all these gadgets and everything i've i found it like a lot easier really to write um but yeah so it's a lot of fun but it's very different from from marion lane i just i felt like i needed a, a refresher you know like a, yeah. i didn't want to do anything similar a palate um, cleanser of sorts. Yeah, I really, I felt like that um, because, it's, as I say, it was three books and six years of, yeah. of Marion being in my head and all those characters and all those gadgets. And I felt like if I wrote anything um, in that genre even, I would write, like, something so similar. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would be, yeah. like, too, too similar because I, I, <laughs> it has to be Marion Lane or it has to be something completely, completely different. Um, so for now, yeah, I'm just gonna. To, both of my next my next two books are very very different, but also a lot of fun. Well, I always you, I always try to keep things lighthearted and, and fun. Yeah. Well, dear readers, if you're just coming to the Marion Lane series, you are in the enviable position to get to read all three um, in one in one go. You know, the rest of us had to wait a year between each book and all three are out now Marion Lane and the Raven's Revenge is the brand new one. We're going to put links to it in the show notes of this episode where you can go grab it. Um, Tess, if folks are just discovering you and want to dig into all the great stuff that you're up to, where's the best place for them to find you online? Yeah, I'm on Twitter um, at uh, Tess underscore Amy underscore. And I'm on uh, Instagram, Tess underscore, uh, T.A. Wilberg, actually on Instagram. And um, I have a website as well, uh, T.A. Wilberg.com. And I try to, yeah, answer my messages and emails <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> I love hearing from readers. It's That's probably been the best thing that I've yeah, just got. Like, the most unexpected thing hearing from readers and yeah, how much they love the books. Excellent. Well, we'll link all those up uh, to make it easy for folks to find you. Tess, been so much fun catching up. Will you please come back next year and let's talk about oh, your yeah. new project when it comes out? I would love to. Thanks for having me again. It's always so great. Absolutely. Thanks, Tess. Okay. <laughs> That's our episode for today. There's so much more to come as we talk with authors about the craft of writing, but also the business of publishing. Be sure to subscribe to the StoryCraft Cafe podcast in your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. The StoryCraft Cafe is made possible by Dabble. Writing a book is challenging. Your writing tool shouldn't be. 
Dabble is an easy-to-use online writing tool packed with helpful features that allow beginning novelists and published authors to create amazing stories. Visit us at dabblewriter.com and start your free trial. Thanks for listening.